0: Hello and welcome to Outflow. I'm Alan King, pastor of River of Life Church in Valdez, North Carolina. And wherever you're joining us from today, we're glad that you're here. We're going to get right into the Word of God today. So we're going to be taking a look at this question, can we limit God? Can we limit God? So now, grab your Bible, something to take notes with, and let's get started. This is Outflow. Outflow. Can man limit God? Can we, as human beings, limit God? Psalm 78, beginning at verse 40, says, How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Verse 42 said, They did not remember his power. God's power is unlimited. The Almighty God has created a hundred billion galaxies the size of the Milky Way, each of them composed of tens of billions, even hundreds of billions of stars, yet human beings can limit his power. How is that possible? And what can we do about it? Of course, the power of God is unlimited, and even though we don't don't even begin to understand it, um yet in a way we can limit the power of this almighty being for example after god brought the israelites out of egyptian slavery they very quickly began to gripe and complain they exhibited absolutely no confidence in god's leadership his judgment his care for them the israelites provoked him in the wilderness and they grieved him in the desert Again and again they tempted God and, and again the psalmist said they they limited they limited the Holy One of Israel. Uh, since there's no power great enough to interfere with or defeat the plan and the purpose of the Creator, uh, some might wonder how it can be possible for us to limit God. Yet it's our own actions, our lack of obedience, that can limit the great God in blessing us. You know, as a loving and a, and a perfect parent, uh, God is always going to do what is best for us. That's what we do for our children. Uh, we, we want what is best for them. And, and our Heavenly Father is the, is the same way. And at times what is best for us might just be to withhold certain blessings in our lives that we might otherwise receive in order uh, to, to first learn our lesson. We see that principle so so prominently in God's dealing with uh, ancient Israel. God had intended to lead the, the lead the ancient Israelites directly into the land of Canaan. He had this incredible future in mind for the ancient nation of Israel. God promised that he was going to bless them in the city, he was going to bless them in the country. He also promised to bless the fruit of their body and the, the produce of the ground. and He wanted to bless them with all, all the good things of life. But receiving those great blessings was dependent on their obedience to God. Are you hearing me? Their receiving the blessings of God was dependent upon their obedience to God. In fact, the word of the Lord tells us that it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all the commandments and his statutes which I command you today, that all of these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city and cursed shall you be in the country. That according to Deuteronomy chapter 28. If the Israelites cut themselves off from following the true God... Then, then various penalties were going to occur God knew when to withhold his blessing so that Israel would realize that blessings come only through the great God and creator you know think about this even Jesus himself faced limits Christ and his disciples came to to Jesus own country where he had grown up and mark chapter 6 beginning at verse 2 says and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue and, and many hearing him were astonished saying where did this man get these things and and what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands and and this is this is what amazes me because these people knew about Jesus they knew the reputation of Jesus but this is what they said is this not the carpenter uh, the son of Mary the brother of James and Josephs and uh, Judas and Simon, and, and are not his sisters here with us. So they were offended at him. They they were familiar with his background. You know, sometimes we make the mis- that that same mistake. We we don't honor some of those whom we should honor because we're too familiar with them. Verse 4 uh, said, But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now, he could do no mighty work there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Look at Jesus marveled uh, at their unbelief and And then uh, he, he the Bible goes on to say, then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Uh, Christ was was lamenting for the people of Israel and Jerusalem through the ages. He said, "Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. It was his intention to bless and bring prosperity to the nation of Israel, according to Deuteronomy 28. Yet, he said they were not willing. Now, 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 let's be clear. We cannot change the nature of God because he is unchangeable. Still, God will wait for us to allow him to work in our lives in many ways because he respects our free will that much think about that the the god of all of this universe who made everything that there is has respect for the fact that he made you a free moral agent you make the choice we make choices and some of those choices can separate us from the blessings of god or delay at least delay uh, the blessings of god on our lives because sometimes we feel like we just know better you know we know more than god so um we don't we don't really trust him. Um, so can we limit can we limit God well let, let me let me submit to you that there are, there are five ways that we can limit him coming into our lives uh, though there are probably many more and, and let me just say right here if God is who we say he is then the problem in our lives that limit God's power are not on his end but on our end. Now, the, you know, the easy way out would be to say, well, yeah, we can limit God because we don't have faith or, or we don't have enough faith. You ever heard that? But uh, there's more to it than that. Uh, so let's look at these five ways that, that man can limit God. Let's look at, at, at those together. Number one, uh, we limit God because we fear what God might ask us to do. Fear is a major limitation to faith. Let me say that again. Fear is a major limitation to faith. Fear kept the apostles in the upper room. Um, In contrast, faith drove them into the streets, and their witness changed the world. Faithlessness is a limitation on God working through us. Faith sets God's power free in our lives as is revealed to us in the word of God. Again, let's go back to Mark chapter six. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could do no miracle there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he, he wondered, he marveled at their unbelief. Notice it doesn't say Jesus didn't want to do miracles for the people, but rather he couldn't because of their unbelief. Our lack of faith limits God's power in our lives because God doesn't want to force himself on us. He wants us to receive his grace, his love, his power freely. Out of, out of love for him, God, God is, is no less powerful due to our fear. Think about that. You, your fear does not make him less powerful, um, but but our fear leads to faithlessness. Uh, but but many times he holds his power in check until we surrender in faith. Yes, there is a natural inclination to fear the unknown, but faith, strengthened by hope, comes to our aid and it does what we can't do naturally. It supernaturally provides access to the power of God in our lives. That's, that's why the core uh, of the Christian faith comes down to this. Believe and be saved. Believe and be healed. Believe. Don't fear. Don't doubt. Don't worry. Believe. Believe. Because when we do not believe, we limit the, 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 the God of Israel. Now, the second way that we can limit God is when we rely on our own power instead of the power of God. Instead of going to the one who is truly all-powerful and all-loving, we hold back. Maybe maybe we won't be accepted. Uh, we're, We're imperfect and weak. Why would God love me? Why would he do anything for me? So instead of opening our lives up to God, we we merely lean on our own understanding, our limitations, our gifts, and our own power. And then we ask, why haven't I grown in the Lord? Why haven't I grown in holiness? Why has has my prayer not yielded much fruit? Why? If God is truly all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-loving, doesn't he know better than you and me? So we turn our lives over to Him. We have to cast our anxiety and our worry upon Him. Notice one of the most recurring things in all of the Bible is not to worry, is to have no fear. How many times do we read in the Word of God, fear not, don't be afraid, uh, just just trust in Him. In fact, if we seek God for His own sake, not for what He does for us, but seek Him for who He is then we're going to be rewarded. And then the third way that we limit God is we hold on to the guilt of our sin even after we have repented of it. Sin is a jealous master. And it hates to see any slave freed. It'll stay with us as guilt in order to beat us down. And then we start to doubt if we're truly forgiven because we don't like ourselves very much due to our guilty feelings. Ultimately, we doubt that the sins were truly ever really forgiven anyway because we go back and we do the same old sin again. And and we go back and do it again, probably because we never left it behind the last time we repented of it. True repentance has got to come with an attitude of honesty, humility, and with a resolution to turn away from our sin, not to go back to it again, and and to certainly not just keep going back and going back, but but to repent, to turn away from it. Yet to accomplish that, we can't just rely on our own power. We have got to know that God does not condemn us any longer And we are truly free. So don't allow yourself to be a slave once again by shackling yourself to guilt caused by a forgiven sin. Be set free to allow God to do great things in your life. It is for freedom, the Bible says. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's what Paul told the church at Galatia in Galatians chapter 5. And then the fourth way that we limit God is when we look for spiritual highs. Oh, get this. Uh, when we look for spiritual highs and good feelings more than true relationship, this is this is one of my this is one of my soapboxes. This is one of my pet peeves, uh, especially growing up in the in the in the Christian environment tradition that I grew up in. We were all about feelings and spiritual highs and emotional lifts, and we valued those things more than true relationship. There are so many Christians who struggle with, with prayer and taking the next step in walking with Jesus because they're merely waiting to feel good rather than to love God and others, no, no matter what the cost. Whenever we go to our Father in prayer— Do we really release our burdens to him or do we hold on to them as our own possessions? Do we really try to love him and just seek his will or do we try to beg him to shape his will to our own? Do we really try to listen to him or do we want him to listen to us? Yes, we are God's children. But if all we ever do is look for the next good feeling, we're not going to allow God to work through the day-to-day circumstances of our lives. We're not going to allow him to redeem our sufferings. We're not going to allow him into our pains and our problems. So we limit his power. You need to allow God to work in every part of your life, and then grace will abundantly flow in and through you out to others. And then the the fifth and final way that that we limit God is we expect little, so we receive little. We expect little, so we receive little. Uh, I've heard it said before: uh, those who don't believe God for anything are seldom disappointed. Uh, Jesus said, "You have not because you ask not." We we don't receive because we get exactly what we expect we don't receive because we don't believe for it my question is do you expect god to be present to you in in your in your work or your study today do you do you expect god to have a plan for your life do you expect god to really care about you do you expect god to show up when you pray Do you really expect it? Do you, are you just there praying and you're just saying, Lord, I'm just saying words right now. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just going through the motions. I know, you know, I know I'm supposed to do this. I I know, you know, the preacher said, I got to pray every day. I got to, you know, is, is it just, is it just rote? Is it just ritual? Or do you really expect God to show up when you're talking to him? I think most Christians would have to give an honest no or sometimes to those questions. Yet if you limit your expectations of God, you limit how he can work in your life. Think think of the story of Jesus' last entry into Jerusalem. He, he comes riding on a donkey, and the crowds are hailing him as the conquering king. They expected that he would save them, but they wanted political salvation, not spiritual Jesus blew away their expectations, and in doing so, um, many of them were disappointed. Some were so down on Jesus that they were calling for his death a few days later because he didn't come according to their expectations. Judas, too, must have had some expectations dashed because he wanted so little from Jesus. He expected little. He received little and was crushed by it all. It may be a hard lesson for for, for them to have learned, but uh, but I'd be li- be lying to you if I said that 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 I always expect God to radically just blow my mind and 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 to blow my expectations away and and love it when He does. Uh, but sometimes I, I put a lid on God's power by wanting Him to act in the expected or planned way that I want. If God is God, then we should broaden our expectations of him. He he wants to come into our lives powerfully and sometimes unexpectedly. He wants to shake us up, and he knows better than we do. Whether we want to accept it or not, he knows better than we do what's good for us. We need to raise our expectations. Expect Jesus to powerfully move in your life today. If, If you let him, he will. Expect that he will speak to your heart. Expect miracles to happen in your life. Expect conversion and healing to happen. Expectancy is the key. So I urge you, stop limiting God. Do you really believe in God's goodness and strength? Or are you mistaking God for yourself? Uh, have small thoughts about yourself but have great thoughts about God and about his work with you stop limiting God you're committing a, a, you are committing a disastrous mistake when you think it's virtuous to believe that God can't do much in and through you If we were to carry out the work ourselves, it would be absolutely right to think that way. But we can't make a bigger mistake. It, it, It is he himself, the unspeakably great and good master, who will carry out the work. And he can. Psalm 37 says, commit your way to the Lord and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, Paul said, he who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. Sometimes the most difficult thing in, in all uh, in all of our lives is, is to just believe that God is as good as he really is. Let me say that again. Sometimes one of the most difficult things for us to do is to believe that God is as good as he really is. We have no problem believing that God is good and that, and, and that he is so good as to forgive us of our sins. But to believe that he is so abundantly good that he'll let us partake of his own divine nature. He will make us more than conquerors. It's true. Believe the scripture. Believe the promises. And stop limiting God. Just just stop it. Just, you know, you've heard the, 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 the saying, just do it. Uh, well, my saying to you today is just stop it. Stop limiting God. Let him do what his word, the word has promised that he'll do. Get in this word and see what he said. And understand it's his word and he don't lie. The only limits that are on what he said is the person you look at in the mirror every day. No matter, nobody around you can 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 stop what God wants to do in your life. You have to let, let your mind be transformed. Let your mind be purified every day through the Spirit and by the Word. To where where you don't allow room for doubt and unbelief, you don't allow room for yourself to be exalted above the knowledge of God in your life. What you think to be greater than what He thinks. Stop limiting God. I just I want to pray for you right now that if uh, if 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 you are living where I've been talking. You know if if you know if you know every verse and chorus of the song that I'm singing right now, uh, I want to pray for you. Uh, Heavenly Father, I, I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you, Lord, that you are concerned about the affairs of your people. And I thank you Lord that there is nothing that's impossible with you. and I pray today, Lord, that those that are that are listening and watching this podcast today, if there's anybody there, Lord, that is limiting you, that is having a hard time believing you, I pray, God, that you're gonna set them free to, to loose you. Lord, not that you're gonna not, not even so much that you're gonna set them free. I pray, Father, they're gonna set you free in their lives to, to go beyond, to go beyond their expectations. And I, I just pray, Father, that, that we're going to cease to live in the frustration of a limited God. But we're going to take the limits off and we're going to let you do what you desire to do in our lives in Jesus' name amen well thanks again for joining us for outflow if you've enjoyed our time together please let us know uh, by subscribing to this podcast and if you'd like if you you like what you hear uh, please give us a a five-star rating that would be amazing finally uh, please tell your friends and family about us You know, the Bible has so much to say about a lot of the issues and the dilemmas that we face every day as just ordinary folks. You might be amazed to find out that there are biblical answers to some of your toughest questions. So I encourage you to send us any topic, any question you'd like to know about uh, from a biblical perspective. We want to look and see what the Word has to say about it. Here's the email address where you can send your questions or your topics. It's one of the most simple email addresses, uh, email addresses in the whole world. You ready for this? Here's the email address to send us your questions and your topics. It's outflow at outflow.online. Isn't that simple? Outflow at outflow.online. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I'm Alan King coming to you from the studios of River of Life Church in Valdez, North Carolina. Thank you for tuning in today to Outflow. Uh, Now, get out there and be blessed. And while you're at it, be a blessing.